You know what it is. That's right. It's time to talk money with your money nerd and financial coach. Now, tighten those purse strings and open those ears. It's the Money Talk with Tiff podcast. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Money Talk with Tiff podcast. So today on the line, I have Mark Jones II, and he is a Los Angeles native and a real estate developer in Los Angeles. Um, I find it so interesting that Mark, he says in his bio that he grew up and he was inspired by a real estate developer where he lives. And then that's how he got into real estate. And so now he operates Living Rent Free, um, which is a platform dedicated to courses and just teaching people about how they can grow their money with real estate. So thank you so much, Mark, for coming on the show today. Tiff, thank you for the invite. Just for clarification, I am a real estate investor, not a developer yet. Yeah, just for clarification, yeah. Okay, but we're going to go ahead and claim it. Um. Okay. Yeah, because that's a, that's a big step. But but one of my early inspirations is Rick Caruso, huge real estate developer here in L.A., and he's actually uh, running for mayor of Los Angeles, too. He just announced that, so... Oh, yes, wow. Nice. Well, you Los Angeles folks that are listening in, you heard it here first. Um, so definitely tap into that. Um, but thank you so much, much, Mark, for coming on. And I just want to give people a little bit of background on to how you even got on the show. Right. So I was just on Twitter. You know how y'all just be on social media. We all just be on there. And he mentioned something called NACA. And I I want to say it's NACA. Right. Yeah, it's NACA. OK. And I said, I never heard of such a thing. And he was just blowing my mind with all this facts and figures and things he was throwing out. So I said, I have to have you on my show to spread this good news about this program, because I feel like it would help a lot of people. So, Mark, what is NACA? So NACA is Neighborhood Assistance Corporation of America. It's a nonprofit organization that focuses on community development um, and the Short version of the long story is, is that the founder of NACA or NACA, Bruce Marks, used to be for he used to be like a, a not a lobbyist, but he used to advocate for um, union workers rights and things like that. And he transitioned into protecting homeowners from predatory lenders um, in the 80s. And so back in the day and currently, honestly, this stuff, this racism, sexism. You know, stuff ageism still goes on. But back in the day, 80s, um, 90s, there was a lot of predatory lending against us, African-Americans, also elderly people. And what they would do is they would steal equity um, uh, from the, the elderly or for people that had like properties with equity. They would offer higher interest rates to African-Americans that had the same risk profile as other races or ethnicities. And then people with English as a second language. Um, like, you know, Hispanics and, and different people, they would also steal their 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 equity. So uh, what he did was he proved that and sued them and got billions of dollars from banks like uh, Bank of America, uh, Wells Fargo, Chase. And now that money through the NACA program is used for down payment um, assistance and closing cost assistance. Uh, the great thing about the NACA program is, is, is zero money down um, and zero closing costs. So when I say zero money down, zero closing costs, people are like, well, are there fees? Uh, yeah, there are additional um, you know, fees, of course, but it's a truly zero down payment, zero closing costs um, mortgage. It's one of the best mortgages in America, if not the best in America. So 
uh, she found me on Twitter because I was talking about an ex-girlfriend of mine who used the program and obviously it didn't work out with my ex, but before I started my brand, I always talk to people about real estate and say, hey, you do this, do that. Mm-hmm. And I realized, look, you gotta find your tribe because people now people pay me to teach them the stuff I used to try and give away for free. But I thought she wasn't listening, but uh, like a year or so later, year and a half after we broke up, uh, maybe two years, I get a random text from her and she's like, oh, I'm so grateful, this and that, thank you. I'm like, what are you talking about? And so she's like, I bought a four unit in a good neighborhood in Los Angeles worth over a million dollars, zero money down, zero closing costs. So I have students that are doing that all across the country and I've done it myself. I have clients that are buying properties now over a million dollars or four units, but it was something special to see her who I've never thought was listening to actually apply it. And so sometimes I post about that and it's a little catchy. So people, people, uh, it gets people's attention, but yeah, it's true. It all works. Yeah. And see, that's what reeled me in. Cause I was like, wait a minute, hold on. Where was Mark when I bought my house um, back in 2017? <laughs> no, but um, all jokes aside though, it sounds like it's a wonderful program. And like I said, I had never heard of it. So I'm sure there are people listening in or people that have still never heard of it. And so thank you so much for coming on just to share about this platform. Now, as far as eligibility is concerned, um, what can you tell us about that? So, yeah, so there is there are some caveats like, uh, you know, it's kind of like with anything, there's like trade offs. Right. And then there's qualifications or, or numbers that you may need. But um, or when I say numbers, I mean, like uh, money brought to the table. But some of the qualifications is like the cool thing is that there's no upper income limits. So you can work in tech. You could be a doctor. Uh, one of my clients makes almost 200 grand and we just open escrow on a four unit. So no income limits. Right. They also have no minimum credit score requirements. So all, all other loan programs, literally like almost all other loan programs, you have to have at least like 580 or 620. With NACA program, there's no minimum uh, credit score requirements. They work with you to uh, prove your tr- credit trustworthiness um, through if you're paying cell phone bills, if you're paying your Netflix or cable or whatever, they figure out a way to make it um, documented that you'll pay things back. But this is a caveat. It's two of them. Um, their upper income, their upper not income, upper purchase price limits. So in higher um, cost of living areas like New York, San Francisco, LA, the purchase price is higher. And then in you know middle income, lower kind of cost of living places, then of course it's going to be lower. Um, so, for example, in New York, L.A., San Francisco, for a four-unit property, the upper limit is $1.4 million. Now, I will say a couple of years ago, that was fine. But now, with inflation happening and all the, pers- uh, all the home values skyrocketing, um, other loan programs have gone from like $1.5 million to $1.8 million as their, uh, as their upper limit. But NACA is still like a few years behind at 1.4. So you will still find some, but it's getting harder now that the prices are, are gonna, kind of getting pushed up. But um, there's that. And then there's something called a priority member and a non-priority member. So priority members are people that uh, make within the median income of these priority areas, right? And so what that means is, is that say in LA County, let me take a step back. It's a priority member is defined as someone that uh, makes 
a certain percentage, no more than 100% of the median income in the county that they're trying to buy. So let me clarify. So uh, in LA, for example, I think it's 79,000 is our median income, um, 76 or 79,000. You can just look at a median income plus your county or median income plus your city and you'll find it. So if you make more than that, you become non-priority. Let's define pri uh, priority and what's their benefits, right? So priority, they get a lower interest rate. Usually it's like half a percent or maybe sometimes even a percent lower than if you're a non-priority. So that means your mortgage is going to be a lot cheaper. Um, and then also with priority members, you can buy anywhere. It doesn't matter if it's in Beverly Hills. If you find a property that's in Beverly Hills or a good neighborhood, if you if you priority, you don't make a lot of money. You probably don't be able to buy in Beverly Hills. But let's just say uh, there's no go ahead. But you could. You could like for it, like if it was like a freak thing where like you found something off market and you you knew you knew the neighbor and they wanted to give it to you or something. You know then it could work. But uh, generally speaking, you can buy anywhere. There's no there's no restrictions in terms of geographical restrictions, right? Now, if you're non-priority, the interest rate is higher, right? But you have to buy, I should say, uh, if the interest rate is higher, but if you buy in these areas that are 80% of the median income. So the reason why I, I teach this in depth is I have all this stuff memorized, but it's a lot of information, right? So that's why I like to say, hey, come to my page, learn from my page, because I give a lot of free information away like how you found me right so mm -hmm. it's very difficult to kind of memorize everything but the point is is that if you buy in an area where the incomes are 80 percent of that uh that that seventy nine thousand that we talked about in la county right then what you can do is is now you're considered like a pro you become a priority member even if you're making 100 grand 200 grand whatever amount you're, you're making so some people are uh, that may not work for me because I want to live in the hippest, coolest part of downtown. So I was like, fine, no problem. Do your thing. But this is where it works for a lot of people who are wise and who've learned from me. When a place is gentrifying, what changes is the commercial parts of the, of the area, right? So now you have like Pilates and yoga and coffee shops and bars, right? But a lot of times it takes years for the median income to change because the owners in the neighborhoods are still the abuelas, grandmother, grandfather, older people who've been living there for 30 years that have stable incomes and that have stable uh, static mortgages because they bought 20, 30 years ago. And so now the mortgages are really low or 10 years ago, mortgages are lower and all the purchase prices around them are going up, but the majority of the people in the neighborhood still have suppressed uh, incomes, right? So what that means is, is that you can go buy in, in what was Brooklyn's eight years ago, right? Or, or Brooklyn 10 years ago, or whatever, um, in these gentrifying areas that haven't completely been gentrified and you can still qualify for those areas. Um, but if they're already ready, ready made, already nice neighborhoods, Brooklyn and Miami, you know what I mean? Brooklyn now, things like that. You're not going to be able to get in with this program necessarily. Um, but it can it can work. It can work if you play it smart. And the reason why it's really wise to do it is because I advocate people to buy multifamily properties. So now you're getting an investment property for no money out of, out of your pocket. 
um, which for me is like in America, they barely give away anything for free. So it's almost like you're getting uh, a property for free. And um, it's not for free because you still have fees that you have to come come to the table. It's about like 1% of the purchase price. So if it's a million dollar property, you need like 10 grand. Um, and then you need like reserves as well. Um, just in case something like the pandemic happens, um, you got to have money to be able to pay the mortgage for three to six months, depending on what kind of property. Actually, it's four to six months, depending on what kind of property you buy. The, some of the amazing features of the program is that uh, you can also get some of the lowest interest rates in the in the country. So as compared to any other loan program, NACA offers very low interest rates. They'll be anywhere between like half a percent and a percent lower than um, FHA, conventional, and VA loans. And what that means is just that um, your mortgage payment is gonna be lower, right? So it's more affordable. Um, another thing is that the program allows you to uh, finance rehabs. Uh, so now finance the rehab, people are like, well, if you finance it, then you still have to pay for it, you know, in the in the long term, right? Because you finance something, you spread it out over a 30 year period. But the good thing is, is when you finance it, they allow you to, um, and you're able to buy down the interest rate. So you finance it, um, buy down the interest rate. So now, although you added the cost of the rehab, um, you've brought the payment down to where it would be as if you never, you know, added the financing. So there's a lot of options um, and it's just a very unique, unique program. Some of the downsides though, again, are um, they require you to live in the property for the life of the loan. So that really shuns a lot of people and like turns a lot of people off and away. But if you're strategic, you can figure out a way to actually refinance uh, that loan and get out of that NACA program and then still have the property, right? So ownership gives you options. You're not gonna be limited for the 30 years having having to live there. Uh, some people, you know, commit fraud, which I never recommend publicly or privately, but there's no quote unquote NACA police. So they're not gonna come knocking on your door every week, checking to make sure you live there. So some people, you know, after a few years, they'll sublet a unit or move out or whatever. Again, don't recommend that publicly or privately, but I always do recommend um, that, you know, if you get equity down the line, you want to turn into a complete rental, you can refinance and, and move on and live your life. So that's an option. Yes. And it sounds like there's so much flexibility with this program, which like personally, I have an FHA loan and there's so many restrictions and things like that. And so I'm like, you know, again, darn, where was the market when I was buying? FHA is still a good loan, though. It's a good program. It is. It is. <laughs> but this sounds a lot better. Um, Like, for instance, I have um, on their website here, I'm actually looking at their rates and it's looking like 2.875% for a 30 year and 2.25% for a 15 year. And those are um, phenomenal. Yep. Now. Really so, low. Yeah. Cause the race just went, all the race just went up. Everybody else is getting like in the threes. Mm -hmm. And even when mm -hmm. I refinanced last year, it was still, I think 3.25 if I'm not mistaken. So uh, yeah. So these are still really great rates. So let, I, let me ask you, what was your, what was your rate? from 2017, back in 2017? It was like 4.75 4. or something like that. Oh, so that was good that you brought it down. Yeah, so I, it was a great deal for me, but mm -hmm. 
I'm looking at this. Um, <laughs> generally speaking. <laughs> generally right. speaking. Um, but I do want to ask, because I wanted to know this for myself, what if you already have purchased a home or what if you're already in a home? Can you still take advantage of this program or is it only for first time home buyers? Yeah. So uh, I always have to clarify with the language, right? So like uh, there's two parts to that question. You said, are there, what if you already have a home? Um, and then uh, is it only for first time home buyers? So those are different, right? So is it for only is it only for first time home buyers? No, it's not only for first time home buyers, but it's a nuanced answer, right? So for example, I've used the program before, but it was the second time I was purchasing a home. But then going to so I wasn't a first time home buyer, is my is my point. So I was able to still purchase, but I wasn't a first time home buyer. But then to go to your first question, what if you already living in a home? Can you go through the program? And I say, you know, no. And think about it this way. If you already have a home and somebody go get, goes and gives you a million dollar uh, duplex or triplex in Brooklyn, it's like they're just giving away giving away properties, right? So it's good, but it ain't that good. You know, the program's good, but it's not that good. You know what I'm saying? So, so what they're doing is they're promoting community development, community investment. And so they're doing it for people who plan on living there. And so what I did, um, which is just a personal thing, it, it doesn't have to be for everyone, but I did the risk rewards ratio, right? The trade off, the pros and cons. And I, was, I had a home kind of in the suburbs and I had the opportunity to buy one on the same street in the same um, vicinity as the SoFi Stadium where they just had the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. And so I said, okay, I could let go of the peanuts and trade that off and go get a multifamily in the booming LA um, for the zero down. All I have to do is sell this, this, this property. And when I sold it, I kept the profits because remember it was zero down, zero closing costs. So what I, what I profited from here, I pocketed and then I took, you know, a little bit of the proceeds for the, for the minimum fees and stuff, and then got that triplex. And now it's up almost 400,000 in the last two years. Uh, which is like, every time I even say that, I'm like, what the hell, this is crazy. But I'm just grateful. Yeah, but that's the whole point of living rent free. It's like I teach about the benefits of real estate and you just have to be really strategic about it and you have to be directionally accurate or directionally correct and not specifically correct. So that's the good thing about real estate. You can be, as long as you're going in the right direction, um, you can get rich, you can get wealthy. Um, and it's not get rich quick, but you can get wealthy over time. Yeah. And I mean, if it was get rich quick, I'd be like, mm, you might want to. <laughs> so it's a good thing that it's not. But I'm over here like I am not married to this house. I can um, go get me some help. But, um, <laughs> but all jokes aside, though, there was something else that I read on their website, too. And that was about Section 8. Um, are you familiar with that? Like using the Section 8 vouchers and things like that? So yes and no. There's two aspects. It depends on your question. What is your question specifically about Section 8? So I want to teach. So I read on their website. Let me just start there. Uh -huh. So I read yeah, on go their website <laughs> that you could use your Section 8 vouchers to pay for your mortgage. Uh -huh. That's what I read. So <laughs> what are your Ooh, thoughts on that? <laughs> so I think it's a brilliant program, right? I think it's a really great program. Um, generally speaking, I only teach about things that I know directly and have experience with. Mm -hmm. And the reason is, is being in a public eye, it's, it's about accountability and, and transparency stuff too, but being in a public eye, 
I like feeling comfortable that if anybody asks me a question, I can I can answer it upside down, inside out, because I know it. But if I start getting to territory where I'm not that certain, people in the audience who know it will see that I don't know what I'm talking about. And I don't ever want to be in that position. So I'll, I'll answer your question this way. I'm, I actually was on Section 8 growing up as a kid for like most of my life. So I know Section 8 pretty well from the wrenches perspective, right? Um, you can rent your units to Section 8, um, but I know that's not your question, right? You purchase and then you rent out the units to Section 8 and it's good money because it's predictable, it's stable, it's from the government every month. During the pandemic, I didn't miss one rent payment because they were coming to me through Section 8. So I've been a Section 8 landlord. The program you're talking about is a program where you're on Section 8 and then you can use the vouchers to actually go and purchase a home. It's definitely true that the only thing is, is that out of the hundreds of people on the list, it's a very selective list. Only a few people a year get approved for it out of the whole nation. So not just hundreds, it's like out of thousands of people, only a few people each year in each city, each state get it. And you can look it up like on the on the government website that provides it. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's only like a handful of people, like really, really, really small percentage. And it's amazing. I mean, to think about that, you could have, you know, Section 8 and, you know, take that voucher, turn around and buy a home. Um, so so it's definitely possible. And there's a list of people who do it every year. But it's a very, very thin list. I think I think it's like a thousand people in the nation or something like that. I don't want to, I don't want to thought a number, you know, inaccurate number, but it's like super thin though, really small number. So what we're going to do is we're going to say, y'all just go to the NACA website and educate yourself. <laughs> if you're interested in that part of the program, um, because we're not experts in it, but I did see that it was possible. And so I wanted to make sure that was known. Cause I know there's a lot of people that listen to this podcast that are on section eight. Or, you know, trying to figure out a way, how do I, you know, transition mm-hmm. out of the situation? So that's why I wanted to bring that up, um, because it seems like this could possibly be an option. Um, and like I tell people all the time, just apply. You never know. You never know. <laughs> At the end of the day, you never know. Just apply. Um, so, yeah. And one, and one idea, well, we said the way out of poverty is ideas, right? Mm-hmm. One of my quotes uh which I get from Earl Nightingale is one idea can make you rich. So Tiff, I really like that idea because NACA, I said it's a slim list, so I don't want to discourage people. It's a slim list of people who get it, but NACA actually will help you through the process. So if you go to the website in the section eight part where you can buy, you know, what's using your section eight voucher, you'll have somebody that's advocating for you and helping with the, with the process. And then the cool thing is, is, if you don't just buy a house with the Section 8 voucher, say you go around and say, I want to get a multifamily. Now you're on Section 8, but you're getting income from the other units um, and it's helping you to build yourself up wealth and you're also providing good housing for maybe other people who are on Section 8. So that's a really good idea. Uh, it's an awesome idea. So. Yeah, that is so awesome. So let me back up a little bit to your Mm -hmm. last point, how you said that you have a multifamily. Um, I love that this program allows you to buy a multifamily. Um, And we've mentioned on the podcast before about house hacking. Um, So I just wanted to reiterate what house hacking is and how you Mm -hmm. could use it as a strategy. House hacking is an amazing strategy. So it's when you purchase a one to four unit property, you live in either you know, one of the rooms, if it's a single family um, or townhouse or whatever condo, um, and then you rent out the other parts of the house or property 
to help you pay for the mortgage. So in a multifamily situation, you'll live in one side of the duplex, rent the other ones, or live in one of the units inside of a triplex or four unit, and then you rent out the other ones and it pays for your mortgage. Um, like house hacking supercharged now, people are putting one of the units on Airbnb or renting it out to travel nurses to make even more money. Um, but the really amazing, <clears throat> excuse me, the really amazing thing is that most people's largest expense every month is their housing expense. So if you can eliminate that and then you get rid of your car payment because say you buy a used car or something like that, you, you start stacking up a significant amount of money every single month that you can save, right? So like, what would your life look like if every month you're able to save an extra thousand, two thousand, fifteen hundred, twenty five hundred dollars? Man, in no time you'll be you'll be making progress. So that's what I teach a lot of my students. It changed my life. Um, it made me like a lot more financially stable and allowed me to get ahead. So I really recommend people doing it, even if they just do it temporarily. It doesn't have to be forever. Everyone's always like, man, I don't want to live next to people. But if it's, but if it's um, you know, 12 months and then you move out or two years or whatever you move out, uh, it'll really set you up financially. So that's what I recommend. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for that refresher. I just wanted to reiterate that because you could use this strategy with that strategy and you could just strategize your way to wealth. So it's, I love that. I love how you said that. Strategize yourself to wealth. I mean, your way to wealth. <laughs> yes. And I, I promise I'll be coming up with this stuff on the fly. <laughs> But anyway, thank you so much, Mark. So speaking of students, if people were interested in learning more about how they can find you, how can they learn more about you? Where can they find you? So go to um, Instagram. My Instagram is living rent free. Um, so it's L-I-V-I-N, no G, just L-I-V-I-N, rent free. And also on Twitter, it's living rent free as well, with an underscore at the end. Um, uh, warning, I'm a little bit uncensored on Twitter. So if you follow me on Twitter, it's not just pure real estate stuff, but if you go on Instagram, it's just strictly real estate, financial literacy, mental health, stuff like that. But yeah, I'm a little bit unfiltered on Twitter, so be careful when you follow me. <laughs> well, I think everyone is. Um, <laughs> so we definitely have those caveats, but thank you so much, Mark. And if you all did not hear that, I will have all of that in the show notes. So no worries if you're trying to hurry up and jot, it'll be in the show notes. You can check it out there. And thank you so much, Mark, for joining me on the show today and going along with, <laughs> you know, me just saying, oh, come on the podcast. And you're like, sure. Um, you know, Y'all, here's another lesson. Asking you shall receive. It's right here. So <laughs> anyway, thank you so much, Mark. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Likewise. Thank you, too. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening, joining, and being a part of the Money Talk with Tiff podcast this week. You can check Tiff out every Thursday for a new Money Talk podcast. But if you just can't wait until next week, you can listen to previous podcast episodes at moneytalkwitht.com or follow Tiff on all social media platforms at Money Talk with T. Until next time, spend wise by spending less than you make. A word to the money wise is always sufficient.